0: Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Hello. Lisa, it's wonderful again to be on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in yes. your home studio that, as our listening audience knows, doubles <laughs> as
1: Henry's bedroom. Yes, part of World Milo Time Headquarters, yes. one of our one of our global studios. <laughs>
0: global studios, that's <laughs> right. Well, it's great to be here. I thank you for hosting me. It really is nice to be in the old hood, and um, I appreciate you opening your home and your studio to, oh, yeah. to me and it. to Milo
1: Time. Anytime. Anytime. You'll be happy to know that uh, since, uh, as listeners know, you once lived here. Um, and one of the major—I uh, <laughs> I don't know how great it is, but there's now, believe it or not, a Panera Bread on 85th no. and Broadway. No, yes,
0: Panera Bread. I know, It's oh, so no. crazy. Oh no. Yeah,
1: look, I have some place to go when I get old. You know, know. that can be my activity. Know. You know, I um, when I get old. You
0: know, I don't think yeah, when you get old, all no, the way not, off not in the now. future. Not it's now. definitely not. No, now. no, 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 no. Yeah, um, it's not as far as those places go. Those sort of like fast,
1: fresh I know. It's places, not bad.
0: It's not terrible, and that. Alone is a sign of how old we're getting that yeah. we are actually saying it's not that bad, yeah. it's not that bad, it really is that bad, but it's not that bad. No, it's
1: not. Um, yeah.
0: but I, I do think, and I do see it in our neighborhood in Brooklyn too, you know, it gets to a point in some of these places, even after the pandemic, where mom and pop shops just
1: can't afford no, the rent, they cannot.
0: So, you right. have to, it, it these places are available only to mm-hmm. banks mm-hmm. and massive chains, massive chains mm-hmm. that's the only places that can afford the rent. and. Yeah. It's hard to blame a landlord, but at the same time, you really do... All
1: I want, honestly, is that that sandwich place that you have around the corner from you in uh, Brooklyn. Yes. What's it called? Home something?
0: Um, Well, there's Simple Loaf.
1: Yes, that's the one I like. That's the one I like. It is... Uh, like I just like pray for that every night. I'm like, can I just have a Simple Loaf around them? I mean, that would really improve the quality of life, and Panera does not cut it. Yeah, we're not
0: collecting advertising dollars from Simple Loaf, but maybe we should because Alana <laughs> and I and uh, Max and Milo over the years have given them much, much business. And it's yeah. also... Fully woman owned and operated. It's so and it's a good. beautiful place and with lovely people. And, and the baked goods are good is, and the sandwiches delicious. are good. Yeah. And yeah. it really has and become it's and it's, it's, it's packed. It's
1: a nice good business, yeah.
0: Um on the on the negative side, it just the way it's supposed to work. They've kind of run a couple of other bakeries out of business by being so good. Yeah. Um, it yeah. wasn't by design. They just right. Right. kind of took a couple of places out mm-hmm. by being better than they were. Those and bastards. More, yeah, those bastards. <laughs> those bastards. Anyway, yeah, simple of would be a great addition yeah. to the upper west side, much better than than Panera, I'm sorry to say.
1: Well, Alana's parents will be very happy. About They'll
0: that. be very happy. They're big, big Panera. I fans.
1: know. When they come visit. <laughs> when they come visit, you know, you now have somewhere to go with everyone <laughs> in Terry
0: Fishburg. So as our listening audience knows on this program, we look at the list of things that Milo loved and that is a list that Alana and Max and I and a number of Milo's friends are still contributing to and adding to and we we are building this list constantly and lisa takes a look at that list in its most current form and picks out something that's drawing her attention and i'm wondering whether today here in the beautiful upper west side lisa something is drawing your attention
1: yes this is sort of a little fall season the man in the red sweater
0: right oh that's a good one the man in the red sweater i think i have a picture of the man in the red sweater so
1: an actual picture? An actual picture okay, of good. the
0: man in the red sweater, which folks will have to look at the Instagram page from Milo Time, at MiloTime Podcast, in order to get a look at the actual man in the red sweater. But I have to back up a little bit and give the backstory. So in February of 2019, when the pandemic was still unknown and inconceivable to us, Alana, Max, Milo and I took a trip to Paris. We took a vacation in Paris. It was again February of 2019 right before Max graduated from yeah, col- from high, high school. school. Yep. And this was sort of a graduation gift to Max. We intended to do the same thing as a graduation gift for Milo, which of course didn't work out for a number of reasons. Um, but this was Max's choice, and we went to Paris. And we were there for about eight or nine days. We stayed in an Airbnb. It was lovely, and we did so many great, great things. You have the
1: you have the uh, Versailles picture in yes, the Brooklyn Nets. That's, that's right. A that's classic. right. All that picture. Right. Alana
0: took a photo of Max, Milo, and me in front of. The um, in front of Versailles in our Brooklyn Nets gear. And then, as I think we've spoken about on previous episodes, we submitted that photo to the Brooklyn Nets broadcast team on the YES Network. They do a special at halftime of every Nets game, or they used to at least, called Where Brooklyn At, W-E-A-R, Brooklyn At. And they encourage people to send in photos of themselves, their family, That Um, is grammatically correct, by the way. I truly, if you're talking about what you're wearing. (laughs) um, And um, they encourage people to send photos of themselves in Nets gear all over the world. And uh, that photo of me, Max, and Milo in front of Versailles was selected. And we did appear on the Nets broadcast, which was uh, much celebrated in our house with the small exception. And I think I'll put this video up uh, on the Instagram page as well, that when the name of our family was being read. They said, Daryl, Max and Milo, um, Milo being the <laughs> European pronunciation of Milo's name. And he was, we were all laughing and everything. And as soon as they got to his name, Milo, like turned that smile into a friend. It's like, Oh, come on guys. Come on. But anyway, that was very memorable. And the trip was just so terrific. We uh, saw all the touristy stuff and, you know, Max and Milo are just such great travelers Uh, From the very first time we traveled with them, which may come up in a future episode, we went to Melbourne, Australia, when they were really, really young. I think Milo was only five. And they were just great travelers. They were great flyers. And like Alain and me, when we go to a city, they just like to walk. Mm. So Paris is just so perfect for that. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was... Early for us to be using a GPS and a step counter, but we had our phone with us, allowing us to Google Map our way around the different arrondissements and and nice. you know go to different places that we were heading towards, and it was counting our steps. And we were walking, you know, twenty twenty five thousand steps every day, mm-hmm. uh, just it's with good. it
1: allows you to hit the patisserie and yeah. go nuts, <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> and that was you know that was another thing. A little uh, on that trip to Paris, Milo and I would go through two or three baguettes every day and every couple of hours Milo and I would be in search of baguette and coffee and um, so memorable we were we stayed in a uh, in an Airbnb right next to the Pompidou Museum and there was across the street from us a little cafe called Le Chat Zen which was the Zen cat and right next to that was a patisserie I won't remember the name of it but It turns out, in all of our travels, that patisserie turned out to have our favorite baguette. Mm -hmm. And we would get a baguette when we left in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we'd at (laughs) least get a baguette when we got back in the evening from a walk and before we went out to dinner. And oftentimes, one or two more baguettes on the Mm -hmm. walk Mm -hmm. along the way. So anyway, we did all of the wonderful touristy things that people do in Paris. We discovered our love for l'entrecote, which is a type of steak uh, in Paris in a particular uh, restaurant that serves it. Um, we drank tons of coffee, we drank tons of wine, but getting back to the man in the red sweater. So one thing that we often do when we're on vacation as a family at meals, particularly at a restaurant of the sort that we were at this night in Paris, we were at a restaurant that looked like it was a converted house. It it looked more like a British pub, Mm -hmm. but it was a little nicer, but it was very crowded and it was... Very, um, it was just so, and it was really nice, but not fancy, like kind of a nice British pub. And it was really, really hot inside inside the restaurant. And when we're sitting at a meal as a family, we often look around the restaurant and we sort of start discussing like, what do you think's going on at the table over there? Like, <laughs> who do you think that guy is? And is that a date? And is that a right. mother and yeah, a, yeah. a daughter, or is that two friends? Is that a couple? Who are those people? Did they just meet? Is that a work event? And we kind of work our way around the room, like, what's going on here? What's going on? And at some point during this meal, and it was hot in the restaurant. It was cold outside, but it was a little warmer than it had been some of the other nights. And the restaurant still had the heat turned up, expecting colder weather. And it was hot. And we had stripped down to like T-shirts and, and jeans. And there was a guy sitting at a table, probably two tables from us, who was a heavyset man. And he was wearing a collared shirt and like a thick red wool sweater. <laughs> and he was at the table with a woman. And we just assumed, and this is the story we created, that this man was on a date with this woman. <laughs> and he wore this sweater He made a decision like, this is the outfit I'm going with. (laughs) Maybe like Costanza, the shirt underneath it had a big chocolate stain on it, whatever it was, or a big stain of pasta sauce, whatever it was. It was a solid 85 degrees in that restaurant. And this man was working it. This was the man in the red sweater sitting, chatting up. The person we said was his date. Mm -hmm. Everyone else in the restaurant was kind of like, God, it's really hot in here. Yeah, yeah, and this guy was just doing the work.
1: Was he? Was he? Um, like, tell me about his the rest of his. You said he's a little heavy set? Yep. Was he? Did he look sweaty? Like, did he? That was uh, the
0: amazing thing. So, yeah, he looked like a guy who might be sweaty. He was heavy, and I'll yeah. put pictures up. Okay. He looked like he might be you sweaty. Only took
1: pictures of him. <laughs> we well,
0: took a picture of him surreptitiously. <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm not i not mean, sure if that's you guys a violation make it like, of law. You make it like it was like some game we played, we traveled. It was like, sounds to me a little like you were judging <laughs> and making fun of. So but okay. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to say making fun of. It, this really was an, a joke just among us. And we weren't taking a picture to laugh at him later. Yeah. We were taking a picture to remember the story we yes, had created yes, about yes. him. And frankly, to show our amazement. That this guy stayed with it, he was doing the work. He was on a Okay, date. and he
1: was not dripping. He was not at all.
0: Wow, he was cool he wasn't like as mopping can be. his brow. No, no, and we were really, really warm. <laughs> and this guy again was 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 heavy, and he was eating at a French restaurant. Age, um, he was probably people can judge if I got a good frontal picture of him i'm gonna say he was around 40 uh-huh. and it did look like he was on a date and the narrative that we created again was that this guy had been anticipating this date this is totally narrative <laughs> and he put his outfit together he looked like he wasn't overly fashionable at all so the story that we created was you sort know, of like so you this know was the guy's date it? outfit this is his date right. outfit
1: you remember ken bone Yes, yes, that is a it's
0: great. Ken Bone. It was like Ken, like a dark skinned Ken Bone,
1: uh-huh.
0: and in fact, the sweater was red. I think yeah. On that, in that debate, was Ken Bone's sweater red? It was when red? He asked the question? I like think, maroon? and he had
1: like a white, a very w- bright yes. white collar yes. sticking out
0: of the top. It is Lisa. It is such a great call. <laughs> he was like Ken Bone. He was see, he seemed, and again, this is all our narrative. He seemed so earnest, and by the end of the meal. We were rooting so hard for this guy. Got it. Like, he was working so go hard. Go Ken Bonet. Allé. <laughs> Ken <Bonet>. Allé, <laughs> But he was working so hard, and it was so hot in there, and he didn't mop his brow, and he had that red sweater on, and we were just, every now and then, like, don't look, don't make it look too obvious, but mm-hmm. how's he doing? How's he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, she looks interested. Okay, she so who's, interested. who
1: was facing, so so two of you, what, had your back to him, and the yeah. other two are narrating. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, We had, I think Milo and I must have been facing, but I remember also what was funny about that evening is each of Alana and I and the boys each had like two drinks. Oh boy. So um, (laughs) the boys were still young. Milo, this was 2019 in February. So Milo was 15 years old. He had had two beers. I think Max had two beers, which for him at that time probably Mm -hmm. didn't seem like quite that much. So we were feeling a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, loose. And it just became like a narrative that dominated the whole Mm -hmm. meal. And uh, the man in the red sweater, he did his thing. We applauded him. We generated that narrative. And, um, you know, just one of those little intra-family moments. Nice. Yeah, we could have spent this entire episode talking about what a wonderful trip to Paris it was, (laughs) which it was, and all the details of it. But the man in the red sweater, someone Milo loved. And now that you... And now that I think about it, you ask who was facing him. It was definitely Milo. Mm -hmm. It was definitely Mm -hmm. Milo because he was was the one sort of creating the narrative. And he was facing him and most vocally rooting for him, maybe also because he had two beers in him as well. (laughs) But the trip was wonderful. That evening was totally memorable. Check uh, the Instagram page at Milo Time Podcast for pictures. And uh, I hope... There will be no pictures of
1: the Eiffel Tower or the Mona Lisa, nothing. Maybe we'll throw
0: up one or two pictures of the vacation, (laughs) but the man in the red sweater I think will be prominently featured. And um, if anyone knows this guy and can let him know that he gave us uh, an evening, uh, not of entertainment at his expense, but entertainment in his favor, rooting for him, hoping for the best. And we hope everything turned out well for the man in the red sweater. Indeed. Well, that's it for this episode of Milo Time. Be sure to join us next time when one more time we look at the list of things that Milo loved.